Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, welcome to the latest edition to hear that podcast. Growling, Paul Eder Jr. of The Athletic with you on the walkout on a day where the Cincinnati Bengals show up in Santa Clara and hand it to the San Francisco 49ers 31 to 17. They moved to 4 and 3. They are 3 and 0 oh since Burrow can move. And by golly, <laughs> things sure seem different today, don't they? Than they did just not too long ago. And it, we talked a lot about this season. And we talked a lot about this sort of moment, these crossroads, this stretch of games, and how different things would feel between a win here and a loss here. They had to go to San Francisco. A place where the 49ers have won 11 in a row at home. Brock Purdy was undefeated here. They are a clear contender, one of the best teams in football, despite um, you know losing the previous two weeks on the road. And the Bengals came in here and in many ways dominated this game. They they ran it well, they threw it well, they made big plays, they got turnovers, they had a goal-to-go stop, they finished putting the team away with a long drive, mostly on the ground, they did everything I think you guys listening to this podcast and those of us that saw the potential of this team before the season expected to see week one this was the anticipated result this was what this team was supposed to look like right it took eight weeks it took the calf debacle it took some panicking time after Tennessee soul searching if you will and it took Burrow getting healthy and even playing, turning in his must-win armband, of course. And then here they are, four and three, another, a third consecutive year with a really defining victory coming out of the bye week on the road. Vegas in 21. Pittsburgh last year where they scored 37. We the big dogs. And now they do it again. Right back where you wanted them to be. Feeling the same way you hope to feel about this team. They hope to feel about themselves. Going into the Sunday Night Football game against Buffalo next week. And then Houston after that. Right in the mix. In an AFC where today the Chiefs lose. Steelers lose. Browns lose. And... All of a sudden, things 
look a little more wide open, and the Bengals announce to the rest of the league, oh, no, not yet. The old Independence Day, because, you know, we got to drop a 90s movies reference. We will not go quietly into the night. Yeah, it was like that. It was a reminder day. An emphatic one. That the Bengals are real. This is how real they can be. And guess what? Joe Burrow is still that dude. This might be the best game that Joe Burrow played. I, I, you know, you'd have to get into the debate of, you know, maybe there were certain performances that were better in one way or the other. But when you consider the all-encompassing nature of what this game, this point in the season, these last couple of weeks demanded from him, and what the hell we just saw, I mean, I, I, I have a hard time thinking of, of many. It's, it's on one hand, if that, that you can count that we're better than what Joe Burrow did on Sunday. A quick recap of a few of those. Burrow, <laughs> he has 19 consecutive completions, which was one off the franchise record of 20, set by Ken Anderson. Fitting, he's, he's out here, you know, hugging his uh, endorsement partner, Joe Montana, who was here as they were trying to honor the 80s 49ers. Sort of a, a very much a, a, a Joe Cool accuracy type performance. 28 of 32. 88% completion. That is a career high. For 283 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 134.8 in your rating. He scrambles six times for 43. That includes a kneel down, so five for 44. Four of those go for first downs. Each one eliciting some... Joe Burrow swag reaction of excitement. I mean, one time he was stomping and pounding on his helmet. After he's he's out here in empty on third and nine, audible into a quarterback draw because he sees it against two man running for it and getting first downs, making a guy miss. I mean, pretty incredible stuff. That's that's all of that is great on the surface from Burrow. I mean, this a lot of this is stuff we've seen before. Here's the interesting thing. He was talking after the game with us about how, you know, he had spent his focus really this offseason was on more acceleration, more explosion, becoming a more uh dangerous quarterback in terms of mobility that way. And this was really his first chance to truly show that. You saw some of it the last couple of weeks. But this was full throat. And so when you consider Burrow being all the things you know he can be, now this is the added element where he can be making the types of plays you saw today, including... An unbelievable third and ten 
on the first drive, which I'm going to talk more about in a second. When you when you think about all of that being added to what he already has, motivation, insane understanding of the game, ability to get better as the year goes on. He he wasn't just back today. He was better. And kind of showing like what the next level of his game can be. What did we say this week? What was our conversation on the podcast this week? Aliens. One. Covered. I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow doesn't listen to this podcast. I like to think he does. He's a smart man, so he probably does. But him leaning into the alien bit, I got to appreciate he wears an alien mask on the to the plane with a NASA shirt and then wild pants because he's Burrow. So he goes full alien for whatever reason. And good for him. But not only that, this was about Burrow needs to play better. Stars need to play like stars. That's where it started with this whole offense. We respect, you know, the point being, like, we spent a lot of time talking about the failures at the fringes. And obviously, <laughs> Irv Smith continues to be in that crosshairs, but we'll get to that later. But some of the tight ends and running backs and oh, Cordell Volson and a few other things. This thing turning around was always going to be about stars playing like stars, and that started with Joe Burrow. He talked about about the last couple of weeks festered with him. Some of the throws he didn't make against Seattle and getting all that fixed. And he had a rare focus. He comes out and has this game. That type of accuracy. 0% off target percentage first time in his career, according to True Media. And you have that kind of a game and you had all this on top of it. That's better. That's him taking his game to the next level, which takes his entire team to the next level. I mean, he had it all. They were under center more, something that he hasn't been big on in his career. But what does he do? Three or four for 60 yards. Three of those for first downs. Big plays. They're able to run out of it. They did that for the first couple of drives, and it kept San Francisco off balance, something they hadn't shown much. Boom. Evolution, adding that back in. Who Bigger part of who they want to be. Another tool in the tool belt. You know, he's out there. He's having fun. Got, Jamar Chase said after the game, we were asking about his backflip. He was funny about that, of course. Talking, the, man, the man claims... He had not actually done a backflip in years. Three years, he said. Not even, like, in practice this week. Going, well, I'm going to do a backflip if I score a touchdown. So maybe I should do one to make sure I can still do it. No, none of that. Just decided, okay, with my pads on TV after scoring a touchdown, I'm going to do my first backflip in years. He does it. It was pretty impressive. But he said, I'm out there having fun. And he said, that's something that I always remember that Joe told me. There's nothing more fun than winning and, the, and, and being out there having fun. You never even realize how good you're playing. Talk about prophetic. 
didn't even realize how good they were playing because they were out there having fun and bro knows how to establish that the perfect balance of like fun and focus and intensity during the week sending the tone during the week about we'll see who we are we saw who they are he said we'll see if we're the same team they appear to be the same team they appear to be that team they've come a long way in a few weeks and and there's a lot of same old story to that of a team finding itself he certainly looked like a team finding himself and Joe Burrow finding himself uh, here on, on Sunday here in Santa Clara I mean just ridiculous stuff from him the third and ten I, I talked to a number of different people about this play. Here's the thing. It isn't just that 9.3 seconds time to throw with longest of his career craziness. It's not just that he was supposed to be sacked or or, or, or it's, a, it's a conversion. I mean, I, I'd argue it was the most important play of the game. It's it's up there. If it, it, it's It's certainly up there. They ran 62 plays. The third one, you wouldn't think... To be that important, but there's some there's been a common thread to games they've lost, particularly in teams like this. Fall behind, gotta play from ahead, right? Got to. It's gonna be extra important this week. Another one of those teams that thrives when they're ahead, when they're not having to come from behind. Then they can lean on McCaffrey and all the running stuff and Shanahan. Otherwise, you're forcing Brock Purdy to make throws. What happened? Brock Purdy made mistakes. Jermaine Pratt with a ridiculous interception. Logan Wilson with a great interception. Get a fumble. Because you were were able to play from ahead. So, first drive of the game, third and ten. He pulls a total miracle out. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins Buster, they just stopped. It was over. It was over. I mean, he looks like he's going down. He finds his way out. He sprints out to the right. Ends up finding T to get a third and ten conversion. And that ends up a drive they score a touchdown on to go up and get themselves going and get momentum going for them I mean a team that desperately wanted to play from ahead pulling that play out of nowhere that's a sack 99 out of 100 times probably around this league and making that play that magic, the Burrow magic I mean that's a game changer for the dynamic of this game Zach Taylor said it catapulted him forward Jamar said it was everything for us, for what we wanted to be. I mean, that that's the type of stuff where Burrow talked about adding acceleration, adding explosiveness, the athleticism. He always has had this mentality. I mean, this has been a part of his game, but the idea of accentuating that even further to where you can have things like that, more of those, it's 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 unbelievable. What a, what, a, what a ridiculous play. What a ridiculous play. And then he has plays he's out here. He's running around, taking a big hit from Fred Warner. Jamar said, you know, I, 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 he, Jamar says, I said to myself, that's a tough mother effer. Except Jamar, you know, he don't hold back. And he knows. He's seen it. All this in a... Big win for the Bengals to go to four and three. And you know, this this 49ers team is reeling. They're 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 very they look at 
they look lost without they look like they're missing their their core a little bit um, of who they are without Trent Williams and Debo Samuel on offense and their defense Steve Wilkes might be on the hot seat because they, they've struggled to refine what D'Amico Ryan's had cooking with this group they brought Wilkes in from the outside you know Kirk you saw this from Kirk Cousins on Monday night to them I mean just really just shredding them now you add Burrow in here with his accuracy I mean, 20 of 32. You're just finding completions. In, in it was at every level, too. But they, they're able to exploit this 49ers defense. But again, the same thing they did in the first two drives against Seattle, and, and then you saw what they did against Arizona. They're figuring it out. Hey, love this NFC West. Clean sweep. Um, and... and so there's there's a there's a little bit I maybe I guess we put an asterisk next to that. I don't know though. They won eleven in a row at home. They're the Niners. I mean, we saw what they did to Dallas here early in the season. Things change. Things are different. Teams evolve. They're in a little bit of a rough patch. But this this was impressive. It was the way it looked, and it was so much of the who they've been. Let's talk about defensively. Jermaine Pratt's interception in the goal-to-go situation, right? There you go. Same thing. Classic Luana Rumo Bengals defense. Make the play. You know, Kyle Shanahan said, Purdy screwed that up, should have handed that off. And when you get out there, you're just kind of in no man's land in trouble. And throwing it there is the last thing you should have done. But Pratt, I mean... Bro said it himself. He's that's one of the best interceptions I've ever seen. He said he went up and talked to him and Logan after he throws the dime to chase for a touchdown and said, you know, how great they were, how how critical those were. So you get this goal to go turnover, being themselves, makes a huge difference in the game. And you get them making plays. Turnovers, goal to go stop, all the stuff that they've been. They had a couple of plays on special teams that helped them out. Really complete game in that regard. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the Niners linebacker tandem of Warner and Greenlaw and being the best. And you know, Zach Taylor said after the game, I, I I'm not trading our, our tandem for anybody, and I think. Pratt and Wilson ended up coming away this, you know, certainly a story of the game and, and solidifying that. Um, they're just in a great place now. They put themselves there. Burrow kind of lifted them there. You know, T, T, after making some, some quality alien jokes that you know I appreciated, I was quick to bring up the alien mask thing. Uh, but, you know, he, he pointed out, you could tell this week Burrow was going to be that guy. You could just you could see it in him. His, he he was on point. He was focused. He was looking at us, and he kind of gave us this look of, you know, when Burrow walks in the huddle and he kind of looks at you and just says, "Let's go," you know, it's like he's means business. And uh, so T T said that's what it was today, kind of that that different level of focus. So the Bengals kind of do what they do, and uh, 
they're they're back to fully being who they want to be. The under center thing, the the offense being varied. I mean, they were involving everybody. We'll see what happens with this tight end situation. That certainly felt like the end of the Irv Smith era today. Um, I'll, I'll get more into it. I have a longer answer from Zach Taylor today when I asked him specifically about the play the play call, which was still can't believe I saw it. That that the call there ended up being throw it to Irv uh, right before halftime. He ends up getting hit and fumbling. I mean, that, that could have been a huge play. It felt like a huge play in the game. That's the thing. Bengals scored 31, most scored against the Niners here at Levi's Stadium since Kansas City over a year ago. Scored 44. It, they left 10 on the table, too. I mean, they, they had that where, you know, you think they're going to go in and score right there on the four-yard line. And they missed a field goal because Burrow take, ends up taking a sack. Uh, made it really tough kicking in that direction. But they leave 10 points on the board and still have more points than has been scored against this team year to year. I mean, they hadn't given up 23 all year despite uh, the issues that we talked about them in the last couple of weeks. So there's, there's a lot to that. But so we'll see what comes of, of the Irv thing. Um, there were multiple options on that play, and it just was not set up. The, it, there was a lot of talk about the process for Zach on how, how they ended up getting to that play. So we'll see what happens. It certainly feels like we were already talking about short leash and the trust factor. Well, hard to imagine trust is going to survive that. That certainly felt like the the Mike wide receiver Mike Thomas moment where it's just the final straw play and eventually that's that. I mean, you got to consider just cutting Irv Smith and promoting Tanner Hudson permanently. But we'll get more into that as it goes by. For now, this Sunday was a big win. Big win for the Bengals. And they're in a great spot now going forward. Burrow looks as good as ever. And uh, they're right where they want to be, right in the mix. Uh, Next week, Sunday Night Football, Buffalo. Uh, we'll have plenty more coming this week as we dive into that. Um, keep an eye out. I got my column up here with uh, a lot of the locker room stuff on on Burrow and and behind the scenes from this week and today and some of the plays that he made and uh, good stuff from Jamar and T were were you know it's, it was a fun locker room, a lot of dancing as you might imagine, a lot of partying, a lot of loud music, uh, but. Uh, the receivers were happy, as you might imagine, because they realize that it, it, it's it's taken off now. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate you taking in the walkout. We have more this week. And uh, I have a long flight home, so we'll see if we can get back to it. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one, everybody.